So it gives me great pleasure to uh, introduce you guys to Serena Cherry. Uh, she's one of the co-vocalists from the band Svalbard. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> I should have asked before he started, but let's go with it. Uh, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Uh, the pleasure's all mine uh, on that. Um, I, like I said before we started, I'm really enjoying the album uh, that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, because you have an album, The Weight of the Mask. Let's just get into that. It's out on Nuclear Blast on the 6th of October. Get that plug in there. Um, it's, it's fantastic. You got, they've got three tracks out right now that you can listen to. Uh, we got, uh, was it Faking It, Eternal Spirits, and How to Swim Down. That was the latest one, wasn't it? Um, and that, that one really, really caught me off guard. Um, I, I totally felt that song. It was great on that front. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, like I say, welcome. And um, can we get, like, just to start with, because uh, I've been aware of you guys for a little while, um, but I just want to get some, some background on Svalbard, like, you know, where you're from, you know, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, take it away, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I mean... We formed 11 years ago. We're originally from Bristol, but um, two of us live in London now. I live in London and, and the other guitarist, Liam, lives in London. And oh, cool. the bassist and the drummer live in Bristol. So we're uh, a long distance band now. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we formed 11 years ago. Um, we've had like exactly 3 million different bass players, but I think we finally settled on that for uh, album number four. Um, yeah, and we sort of, what's interesting about Svalbard, I guess, is that we all take completely different musical influences. So all four of us come from really different uh, inspirations. And I think that's what makes our sound quite hard to describe. Like that's something I always hear and I take it as a compliment. People say, I don't know what genre you are. And uh, that to me is a good thing if you can't sum it up in one or two words. Uh, so me, for me personally, um, I come from more of like a black metal background. I cool. played in black metal bands before and uh, listen, that's my sort of genre of choice. And then uh, Liam is more kind of um, hardcore and sort of all sorts of stuff, really experimental, dream pop kind of 90s stuff. And then Mark is really into sort of grindcore and technical death metal. So we have so many different influences. Um, And then when we meet and we write together, it just forms, yeah, this sort of beast that is quite hard to describe. It is incredibly hard to describe. I did try, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to go on it because, um, <laughs> like, there were, like I said, I heard so many different influences, like so many different styles, and like I said, it is incredibly hard to like pigeonhole, if you will, um, and that that is a good thing. I love that about most bands that have that kind of like you kind of see where they're all coming from, and you kind of all you feel that that you're all part of the process as well. Like you could have a band that's just say run by one person, so it's very much their vision you know that's their influences it's their sound but you guys obviously have that um is there four of you there's four of you isn't there and and yeah. you've kind of got that like everyone brings something to the table and it doesn't Definitely. matter like it doesn't matter where that particular dish if you will comes from um you know it could be dessert having as a main you know that kind of thing but um i can definitely hear that in the musical sense in, in your music that there is there are many different like vibes to it but they all work together as well like you've made it work so it's not like you've got you know a little bit of you know pop punk black metal and thing all like coming after each other 
you've kind of managed to mix all that together somehow and it's just uh yeah it's i mean this album itself is is a sort of testament to that obviously this is your fourth album like you mentioned as well um but yeah no it's it's it, it's that's what i really like about you guys it's, it's very hard like someone goes well what do they sound like i'm like um just go listen to them just <laughs> it's really <laughs> difficult um but no that is really cool i love that i love that um so i mean from this album um I mean, like I said, I've, I've been fortunate enough to hear it. Uh, the good people at your label have, have, um, provided me with a copy of it and everything. And I've, I've managed to kind of digest it and, 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 and I'm, I'm really I, like, there's a lot of songs on like the three songs you've released are really good. And there's three other songs out of the nine that I really, really, really love. Um, not that I don't la- love the other three. I'm not going to neglect those, but there were three real standout tracks for me. It was November. Um, lights out and be my tomb um you look kind of surprised Uh (laughs) you know what i thought you were gonna say defiance uh to wilt beneath the weight Mm. and yeah maybe november (laughs) okay so yeah two of the other ones i haven't mentioned it's (laughs) um but yeah no i like obviously it, it, it everyone loves different stuff but i i that just felt like, like lights out was really it just felt really powerful i don't know what it was i think i just really kind of um fell into that song um and i i don't know if it's just i i don't know it was it was just like the lyrics the the music and it just kind of all really worked it really hit me somewhere so it's sort of um i don't know if i know you guys are sort of advocates on the um mental health side of things and and within your music you try and bring up you know various various things i think your last album you were very um uh it was more about the, the sort of like the darkness the the demons if you will on that front um and i believe i read somewhere that this one's more about fighting said demons on, <laughs> on this one but could you take me through like if you don't mind just like take me through a couple of those tracks like lights out or being my team what what were the real kind of like what was the the the, the feeling behind them um, well, there's with Svalbard, especially when it comes to me writing the lyrics, uh, everything I do is a reference to something else. And on this album, all of these tracks are references to other m- pieces of music or art that got me through depression. Okay. And then taking from that to uh, describe what I'm going through. So Lights Out, the track title is based on an EP by a prog band called Antimatter called Lights Out, okay. which uh, was an album, that, an EP that I listened to a lot. It's a very kind of bleak, inward-looking, uh, depressing EP, and that was one of those pieces of music, I think, when you're really struggling. Yeah. There's a comfort that can be found in very depressing music, because yes. it feels like they're sitting there with you, and they're not telling you to cheer up or to smile. They're just there experiencing that that pain with you and, and making you feel less alone so uh lights out is inspired by the ep lights out by okay. antimatter and then be my tomb is inspired by um empty rooms by gary moore okay, uh, yeah. so like lyrically uh in that song you've got empty rooms where we learn to live without love and at the time what you know what be my tomb is about is about living on your own uh in isolation and kind of feeling yeah very sort of like detached and learning to live without love and that those kind of themes and i just felt that gary moore lyric really described what i was going through at the moment so 
Be My Tomb is kind of a reference to the Gary Moore song Empty okay. Rooms. And and uh, at while we're at it, in November is that November is an anti Christmas song. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> and it's based on again another song. Uh, the 90s band All About Eve have a song called December, okay. which is about kind of like longing for, for a person from your past at, at Christmas time. And, and I so I called this song November because to kind of um, pay tribute to the song December by All About Eve. But yeah, it's an anti-Christmas song. I think if you're not in a happy relationship, if you're not in the best family situation or living situation, Christmas can be really hard and really like depressing and it makes you feel like you're missing out on some kind of warmth that everyone else has um and it can yeah it can be a very sort of uh isolating time um so i wanted to write a song about that and write you know a christmas song that isn't about happy families gather <laughs> roasting chestnuts by the fire yes. um yeah this is <laughs> November's an anti-Christmas song. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. I totally love that. Um, no, that's, uh, thank you for, for giving me the lowdown on those three songs. I mean, it, like I said, it, it, like, I know the Gary Moore, um, uh, release you're talking about as well. Um, but I will go and check out the others. I believe I have heard the anti-static one, but I just, I can't remember right now. It was probably a while ago. Um, but yeah, no, no, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, so what, what, um, with, with Svalbard, what, obviously we've just come out of um, sort of festival season, if you will. Uh, and a lot of bands are looking to next year um, on what they're going to be doing. Have you got you guys, have you guys got anything coming up um, in like this year or is it all sort of based for next year? Um, so after the album's out, we are going on a short tour. Um, it starts on, I want to say the 14th, of October in the Netherlands playing Soul Crusher Festival. Oh, then we nice. have four dates in Germany, a date in France, in Paris. And then we come back to the UK to play Beyond the Redshift Festival in London. Okay. On Friday, the 20th of October. And then we finish up the tour in Leeds on the 21st of October at the Key Club. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah, just a, a nice little run of dates yeah. to get the new songs out there, play them live for the first time, which is always really exciting. Yep. And then we've got lots more to be announced uh, very soon in the future. Excellent. Excellent. Um, what songs do you, I mean, obviously the whole album you're probably looking forward to playing live but are there any songs on that album you just cannot wait to sort of unleash on the unsuspecting public if you will <laughs> the final song on the album to wilt beneath the way um i think it has some of my favorite lyrics uh in that one and they're combined at the same time as one of my favorite guitar leads that i've written oh nice um i think the lyric is grit your teeth when you've just when they've just been broken which i think is just a very kind of symbolic lyric and i'm yeah. really it's such a massive part in the song I'm really, really looking forward to screaming that one live, really looking forward to shredding it on the guitar as well. So very excited to play that song. And yeah, Lights Out as well. I think that's going to be a real hard hitter yeah. live as well. It's, it's interesting though, because you can sit here and you can imagine how it's going to be, yes. but yeah. you can never predict how the crowd is going to react. So we've had songs on albums before, on like the second album where we've gone, oh yeah, this one's going to be a real treat live. And then it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have the energy that you think it will yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see what the crowd react to from the new album for sure okay no that's, that's really i mean i can totally relate to that like i've i've been in a position of being on stage and writing albums i was in a band years ago but um yeah having that you think oh this song is going to be absolutely an amazing live it's people are just going to go off 
you play it and you're like, no one's doing anything. And you're just like, what? No. <laughs> then it's one of the other ones you just don't suspect that would be the, the, the sort of like the one that gets everyone going or at least, you know, gets that mosh pit hitting and stuff. So, um, but no, I, I mean, I'm hoping to catch you guys at some point, uh, either this run or probably sometime next year. Uh, cause I'm really interested to hear these songs like live in person. So I'll definitely keep an eye on the dates and everything. Um, I have something, a little birdie told me something, um, uh, your press agent, in fact, but, um, no, I, I heard you were personally invited by Dino Cazares to perform. This is amazing with fear factory, um, at their forthcoming, uh, London show. Um, and you're going to be doing edge crusher. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dino um, got in touch with me on Instagram yeah. and asked me to come and perform Edge Crusher with them at the Electric Ballroom, which is a, I mean, it's such an honour. I'm a huge Fear Factory fan, but it's also a real full circle moment for me because Fear Factory were the band that got me into metal. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really, and Obsolete was the first metal album I ever bought. So, uh, That's amazing. yeah, I'm really excited for that. I mean, how did that come about? I mean, that's like, it's... Like you say, it's a full circle moment for you on that front. But I mean, I, I mean, I'd be well. My set, I'd be nervous. I'd be <laughs> excited. But how did it? How did it? You know, how did this happen? What was the, what was the story really? Uh, Dino, I think he's got really got his ear to the ground when it comes to discovering new metal bands and stuff. He seems to, you know, really have his finger on the pulse in, in, uh, in finding new bands, and he discovered Svalbard on our third album, When I Die, Will, uh, Will I Get Better? Yeah. And he'd messaged the band a couple of times. We sent him the album, you know, everything like that. And, and he was like, oh, I really, really like it. Like, he was really supportive. And I thought that was so nice of him to reach yeah. out uh, when he was, you know, enjoying the record. So that was a real honour. And then we just sort of stayed in touch uh, on social media. And then when they announced their UK tour... Um, and I mentioned, I think I said, oh, I'll see you in London, you know, yeah. and then he was like, oh, well, if you're going to be there, do you want to come and do a song with us? And yeah, it still is. It still doesn't feel real. I don't think it will feel real even when I'm like, after I've come off the stage yeah. with them, like, yeah. it's going to be amazing. No, that is, that is going to be amazing. I, mean, I love Fear Factory. They're, they're one of my sort of like top bands uh, of all time. They very much. So I've always loved the, the um, mix of electronic music and metal. And Fear Factory are kind of the precipice of that from back when I was younger. Um, there's a few more bands that do it now. There were a few bands back then that did it as well, the more industrial side of things, Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, etc. Um, but Fear Factory really had that kind of like like thumping edge that I always kind of like wanted to hear. Um, and it's only been a few bands since that have really kind of like melded those those elements together to make something that really hits hard. Um, I can think of like Pit Shifter. I can think of like more recently Pendulum. Um, I know Bring Me the Horizon did it with their EP they did with Mick Gordon um, and stuff like that. And and obviously Enter Shikari. You know they're they're sort of on the more lighter side of the the rock genre. But um, yeah, it's it's like Fear Factory. Is, I mean, I had Dino on the show. I think it was like two years ago when they released. Um, oh God, I can't remember the album. But it was the last album with um, Burton. Um, and I know they've got um, a new guy in now, um, which I'm looking forward to seeing. So I might be at that London show. <laughs> so I might see oh. you on there. Um, but it, like, I mean, that opportunity, that's like, I, when when I was sort of like made aware of that, I was just, oh, so there's this like element of like, 
I'd love to do something like that. <laughs> but no, you're right. Dino has a very much, he, he, he has his eyes open and his ears open. Um, and he responds to, to pretty much everything online as well. So he's, he, you know, he's active, he's passionate about what he's doing still. And he's reaching oh, out obviously to, to bands like yourself and, and, God, you get to do Edge Crusher. I love that song. <laughs> no, yeah. So excited. <laughs> it, is, it is insane. It is absolutely insane. I love it. I love it, though. I love it when this happens, like, especially, like, you've got this metal community and, and there's a lot of times where you think things should kind of come together and, you know, um, and when they do, it's, you know, obviously you're going to be right at the front in, in uh, at the Electric Ballroom, so it's going to be good. So anyone go to that as well, anyone looking um on there but um yes yeah, so, like um what was i gonna say i mean next year do you know if you're hitting many of the festivals yet or you you can't say anything <laughs> that's a uh, silly question yeah um, unfortunately i can't really go into um yeah into okay. what we can announce yet for okay. next year no worries no worries. i was trying to get a scoop there it didn't work uh, <laughs> um but cool um, i've got a couple of questions left for you if that's all right and then i'll let you get on with the rest of your evening um so what i would like you've already mentioned kind of one of them already but what i'd like to find out from my guests is um the three albums that um are more def- like uh that are more associated with definitive moments for you so not necessarily your favorite albums so not necessarily you know like you know like you know, black a lot of people black album or, or appetite for destruction or anything like that but albums that when you first heard it obviously we've, we've already gone with with fear factory for this that got you into metal but what like what albums made you want to be a singer or a guitarist or or anything like that have you got like the other albums that you know that were kind of like i heard that i want to do that so just to clarify i can pick three more or is ed um is absolutely uh, included in this you three? can pick three more <laughs> okay. I mean, the album that made me want to pick up a guitar was Clayman by In Flames. Oh, uh, I absolutely love the dual uh, harmonic leads on that album. Songs yeah. like Swim, oh my God, just the guitars have so much voice to them in that album and the melodies are so infectious and it's such a like varied album you've got like a real kind of mainstream banger like only for the week but then you've got you know another day in quicksand as well so it's just um an absolute i would describe play man by in flames as a perfect album but it is the album that made me want to start playing guitar a huge huge inspiration for me um so yeah really really love that record and then in terms of wanting to do vocals i'd have to say wages of sin but i'm just just talking about melodeth now Uh, wages of sin by arch enemy i remember that was one of i mean i'd listened to kitty and bands like that but wages of sin was when you know yes i heard an album and i i couldn't believe i couldn't believe that was a woman making those screams like angela gossow has such a powerful voice Mm. and i remember being it like lit a fire inside me when i heard those first screams on enemy within the opening track wow um what an inspiration and so i remember like trying to scream along to ravenous in my bedroom like but quietly so my mum couldn't hear me so yeah that was and then i think the uh, gonna throw a bit of a curveball in the album that made me really want to write music and like um you know compose things from scratch because I've I've made solo albums all this kind of thing yeah. as well outside of Svalbard would be um and you're not gonna believe it Century Child by Nightwish um okay yeah 
Nightwish are my favourite band of all time. I think there's all other bands and then there's Nightwish and Nightwish is a feeling. It's a feeling that you feel in your heart. Yes. And <laughs> so cheesy, but it's true. And uh, yeah, hearing Tumas's grand uh, compositions and his lyrics and like the delivery of those songs and the darkness uh, that broods kind of within them, yep. uh, but yet there's like a magic to it as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that is just, it's the most inspiring thing in the world. I'll never be able to write a song as good as a Nightwish song, but it's definitely what keeps me trying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to keep going. I mean, Nightwish, you're right, they're a, they are a special band. They are um, almost in a league of their own, if you yeah. will, um, on that front. And, and, and they've always kind of, I don't know, I've got a songbook somewhere, a Nightwish songbook, um, where it's all... Uh, yeah, it's all like, uh, I, I can't find it. I was just looking around to see if I could see it. But I found it recently and I was like, I forgot I had it, but it's like just all the like music in this book. And it is, um, couldn't find it online either. I looked it up online to see what it was like, you know, not what it was worth, but what, what it was, where it came from. Cause I can't remember. Um, and it was, I think it was just a random like extra with the CD, but it was like a big, like proper hard music book. Um, but yeah, they're great. Sorry. <laughs> on that. Um, Arch Enemy. Yes. They're like, again, it, that was like, it was at that moment we go, is that, how is that sound coming out of her? And I like a lot of like bands have come out. Obviously you've come out from this as well. And you've got bands now like, um, uh, spirit box and, um, ginger and, um, Oh God, what was the other ones? There's a few others, Ithaca. Yeah, yeah, and but the voice, like it, it's. I mean, it surprises me. I'm not going to lie. It's like it's that kind of thing of like not used to seeing that kind of noise come out of something so small (laughs) on that front. Um, But it's it's amazing. I mean, I absolutely love it. It was one of the things that the the scene like missed for a long time was having that 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 female. you know, front woman singer that could pull off basically what the men could do. Like when it comes to screaming and, and, and giving it that kind of like that metal edge that a lot of people kind of wanted or, you know, thought that was missing. But obviously it takes a bit of inspiration and, um, <clears throat> you know, a bit of a fuck you to everyone else and just do it kind of thing. So, um, and I totally applaud that as a father of like, you know, three daughters It's kind of like, yeah, you do that, do it. I can, you know, do it. If you want to do it, do it. Um, but yeah, and, and um, um, oh God, what was the other one you said? In Flames. In flame. Oh my God, In Flames. Yes. One of my favorite bands. Um, and uh, yeah, Clayman, uh, an amazing album. Absolutely amazing. Um, I have a long, long history with, with In Flames and my sort of love for their music. And um, I first heard them, I think it was like 20 something years ago. Um, and they were on a cover CD with my band on metal hammer back in the day and uh they had i think it was pinball map on there and um and fr- i had that cover cd oh did you <laughs> yeah that was metal hammer 2002 um i want to say january it was yeah. just before the slipknot tour where in flames were the second support to slipknot because yeah. that how i discovered it was pinball map on that okay. cd I'm, I'm like, I'm on their track 18. I think it was. Which, what's the name of your band? <laughs> uh, it was, we were called Zero Cipher. Ah, okay. And uh, yeah, we had an album out in 2002 and we slapped a track on there. Um, but yeah, no, and then other album cover albums over the years, we seem to share with Inflames. 
<laughs> specifically it was really weird we had a run of it um but yeah and then i got to interview them last year as well which was great because it was uh it was a long time coming and i love that band um but no that's all cool um my final question for you um serena um what are your hobbies away from the band so when you're not writing music for yourself or the band um what do you do I'm a roller coaster enthusiast and I travel around the world riding different roller coasters and going to theme parks. I work for a YouTube channel that has 1.2 million subscribers <laughs> called Coaster Force. Uh, I just came back from a road trip around the States where I rode lots of amazing rides. Uh, yeah, and I'm super nerdy about it and it can be very tedious. So I should not be encouraged to talk oh. about roller coasters because then I'll start talking about linear syncretic motors and stuff like that and no one needs to hear that okay uh, i'm also an avid gamer i work in the games industry now and yeah big fan of FromSoft games and rpgs and anything that punishes me and makes me die every 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> amazing two things that i love right there roller coasters and video games i really want to go into it but i won't i'll try and, no hang on i used to live in florida so um okay. I was right next to Bush Gardens and obviously Disney was down the road and everything. So um, just to give you my story. And it's like one afternoon, my, me and my stepdaughter, um, we basically decided to ride every roller coaster at Bush Gardens. And we did it in one afternoon. Like we got there because it was like, everyone was at school. So now we had an annual pass, so it didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, we managed to ride every roller coaster in that park in one afternoon. <laughs> I was um, there last week. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> so I started my road trip in New York and went yep. to, uh, and then drove to Pennsylvania, went to Hershey Park, then to Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey, then Nickelodeon Universe in Newark, then flew down to Orlando for Universal's Halloween Horror Nights event. Yep. But while I was there, I also went over to Tampa to Bush Gardens Howlow Scream event. Nice. And uh, yeah, they've got a great new roller coaster there now called Iron Guazi. It's a conversion of Guazi. They've made it 200 foot tall. And oh, okay. It's very good. But I think my favorite at Bush Gardens Tampa is Cheetah Hunt. Cheetah Hunt. If you've yes. that one. Yeah I've, yeah. I've got an amazing photo of myself and my daughter on that particular <laughs> uh, roller coaster. <laughs> her looking absolutely petrified and me with just like pulling a full-on metal face um <laughs> i made a, i made a point every time there was a camera nearby i'd always like either throw up the horns or just put like a proper face on it um but my kids just like terrified holding on um but yeah no i did like sheikra as well is a great one i love that one there um yeah. did that a couple of times in a row even though it broke down one of the times before we got on it and we still got on it afterwards so we were like it was obviously okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's amazing. And video games, video games. I love video games. Um, I could go on for that hours. I'm currently working my way through Starfield um, oh. and seeing how that goes. My PC is really, really hating it right now. <laughs> um, but I'm not No, no. I mean, normally I'm on, I'm on, you know, usually sort of like throwaway, well, I say throwaway games, but like first person shooters. So Destiny, Call of Duty, but sometimes I immerse myself in, various rpgs if i get the time and the space to do it then i will literally they my family lose me for a few hours maybe even days at a time so <laughs> but that's awesome um serena thank you i really appreciate it. i could talk more if i want to talk more about roller coaster but i won't um, <laughs> it's one of the things i used to love just doing constantly is going on these roller coasters uh what uh, quick question what is your favorite one that's based in 
the UK. Oh, based in the UK. Yeah. Because ah. my favourite one of all time is Intimidator 305 at King's Dominion in America. Okay. Uh, and my favourite one in the UK is probably Stealth at Thought Park. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. I've not been on that one. Oh, I, I live quite near Thorpe Park, and I've not been on that one. Um, so I will have to, I have to rectify that at some point. I've, uh, yeah, I used to do like obviously the ones here, Chesington, Thorpe Park. Um, when the big one opened up in Blackpool, Blackpool, many, many, many years ago, when it was the tallest like one, I went on. It was called the Pepsi Max, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I went on that, and that was just like full G force coming down that. <laughs> on there. Anyway. You want a fun fact about that? Yeah, go on. It was never actually the tallest uh, because they cheated and they measured it from sea level, not from ground level. So it isn't actually that tall. Okay. <laughs> it was just a marketing yeah, thing. Yeah, well, it worked. Still say, <laughs> say, they'll still say it's the tallest in the UK. It's not. It's um, not. But anyway, Thought Park are, built, are actually building the tallest in the UK right now, and that's going to open next year. So that's something to look forward to. That is Oh, well, I'll have to do that one. I'll take the kids. The kids will want to do that as well. So that I'm that's, that's the excuse. The kids. Want to <laughs> anyway, Serena, thank you very much. All right. No, um, have, have a fantastic rest of your evening. Um, good luck with the album. Good luck with the fear factory show. Um, I'm going to try and be there. If I am, I'll, I'll wave or something. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Awesome. Thank you. I'll, um, yeah. Take it easy, all right? You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.